When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Show your Dubland Podcast. Up your ear holes. Now, for fuck's sake. What the fuck is it? Sonny Jackson warming up. What's it supposed to sound like? Oh, so you've like dots to go. Yeah, so I've dots. Two, press this, press three, press one. So not you're not working off notes. No, not notes. Notes. Uh, just yeah, the little button, little sort of diagrams. Ah, for fuck's sake! Enjoy me, <laughs> It's very hard. Very hard. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm trying. I'm learning me trumpet. I'm learning me trumpet. I think I'm going quite well for someone that's learning the trumpet only two days. To be fair. You've not used audits since last week. I saw you. No, you didn't see anything. You saw me collect a trumpet on Friday. Where did it come from? Um, Educate. It's oil. You put your, uh, for the buttons, so my buttons keep popping up. You have to oil them up. Like all good things in life, it needs a bit of lube every so often. (laughs) Just to loosen her up. Just to loosen up. Before you blow into her. Yeah, before I blow me horn. As I said last week, I'm off to drink. I'm on the horn. Uh, So I'm blowing the trumpet off myself, blowing the horn off myself on a regular basis the last two days. Trying to learn a song because there's a band called the Bionic Rats and I'm going to attempt to play that little song with them on Friday morning. Yeah, but I have to learn it and it's very hard. That's what it keeps up. You can kind of hear a tune, can't you? What is it? What is it supposed to sound like? Why don't you do that? Why don't you hum it? Okay, I'll, sh- I'll play it to you. What it's oh, even like. better. Better still. Is that a flute? Okay, that's the song. Bionic rats. No bottles, no milk. Yeah, I've a bit to go. I've a bit to go before Friday. But you can sort of hear where I'm going, right? You can kind of see. I get where you're going with us. Hell. Hell. It's the most obnoxious learning instrument of all time I've had two I complaints from neighbours <laughs> I've had two complaints from neighbours two complaints from neighbours I managed to practice a little bit yesterday because the, this gardener was in my neighbour's garden and right. he for some reason was jet washing their front I don't know so why was like a, 
It's like, it's, yeah. So I, I seized the opportunity to uh, carpus DM. I carpus DM. I carpus DM this, and I trumpeted. I carpe DM. Trumpeted the, the horn off myself, and uh, that's about as far as I got. That's as good as I uh, as I got. It's right. hard. It's so hard. It's not. It's much. It's not nearly as easy as you might think it is. It's not just blowing in a horn and pressing buttons. There's a whole sequence of events. And Funny, you'd, you'd think that through when you were the musical instrument that it would take. <laughs> A bit of craft and <laughs> yeah, skill. Yeah, you are, Mad that, isn't it? Mad, mad. So. Mental. But I'm doing my best. I'll keep you all focused on my trumpeting fiesta. Look forward to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you a little box and everything for it. Did, <laughs> did someone give it to you or...? I got a loan of it, yeah. Off a company called Educational Music Services. Huh. It's the first time the word education and... PJ Gallagher PJ have been putting together. the same sense that without getting in trouble. So has somebody else played that trumpet before you? Yes, a lot of people. A lot of people. It's a student's trumpet. But so it is a lovely golden horn all the same. That's what you wanted. And that's what I wanted. And I got my beautiful golden horn. Uh, there is something very sexy about a trumpet. No, there's not. There is. There is, Suzanne. There is. It's something very sexy about this trumpet. It's kind of a sexy looking thing, you know. It really, I like it. I like it. I think I might get a trumpet tattooed or something like that, you know. Oh, there's no surprise. Join everything else. Join everything else. Um, You're very welcome to episode 29 of the Dublin podcast. So far, we've been updated with trumpet uh, tales. Um, But I think we need to just stop the podcast here for a moment, PJ. Oh God, why? What's Uh, wrong now? Because we have a little bit of what can only be described as a bit of a melancholy uh, topic that we need to discuss. Oh Jesus. Do you know what? I just think it's best to get it out of the way. Right. Take it from the top, okay? Right. What's the problem? I'll change this person's name uh, to save them the embarrassment, but let's call Gordon <coughs> Gordon for this. Uh, <laughs> so I received an email about last week's podcast and actually I received an email and three tweets of complaint. Oh, good. Oh, I, be- I know what this is about, yeah. yeah. Okay. And it goes like this. <laughs> Hi, guys. I love your podcast and I have enjoyed 27 out of the 28 you've done. However... This last podcast gave me the heave. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> Every time is, yeah. Suzanne spoke with her mouthful was fucking disgusting. Please, please, please eat before or after. Not <laughs> during. It's only an hour. I once heard an interview with Will Young as he munched his way through a croissant. It put me off him for life. And I don't want that to happen here because I love you too. Lots of love, Gordon. His name was changed to Gordon from St. Albans. Well, there you go. You know what I mean? I have to say, I'll put my hand up and take the hit on this one because uh, it was me that was in a rush and you are you were trying to provide yourself with the needed sustenance to get yourself through the day and then you sat down and... Um, yeah, you were kind of forced to force feed yourself. So I did, get, we I, I did get three other tweets that say that said about it. Um, they were like, "Please don't eat." And I do apologise because it is rude. Ah, it is. It's fucking annoying. It's yeah. so annoying. It is. It says annoying. he who's munched on bananas before and clearly got away with it. But and I was trying my best <laughs> not to talk, and yet I still ended up talking. So I do apologise. Um, and as I said, I I, I sent it back uh, a reply by reply to Gordon. I said, "Hi, Co- Gordon. Wow." Don't hold back there. Uh, sorry for disgusting you, but I've been... This is in my defence, Your Honour. I have been up since six. It was 2pm and not a morsel of food had passed my lips and PJ had to go because he was being a little bitch. I didn't put that in the email, but I wasn't being a bitch. You know. I had to go and try and save the lives of animals. We'll leave that bit out though, will we? Because that's not important. Obviously. He was off to get a trumpet. So I did what I had to do. I don't think I was chomping for the full hour, but I, knew, I do get that it's not ideal and it's actually rude, but I'm a fat, hungry pig. I needed to eat. <laughs> so I'll take your rant. 
Uh, you're disgust and I will punish myself accordingly. I had a long hard think about it, Gordon and the other three people who tweeted. Actually, one person just tweeted going, what the fuck are you eating? Um, and I am. I hold my hand up, lads. I'm sorry. It'll never happen on the Dublin podcast again. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Well, I'll be uh, probably excuse me bananas. while I have a slip of tea. Yeah. Go on. Loudly. Jesus. That was your one chance to wind everybody up. And you, I you hate when it. people slurp tea. I hate when people eat with their mouth, talk with their mouths full as well. Anyway, yeah, there you right. go. So there you go. You've apologised. I feel better. I think we've all moved on. And uh, thank you very much for all of your... Uh, all of your negative feedback. Yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. Feelings were hurted by the looks of things. Oh, they were. Feelings were hurted. Uh, I want to say a big thanks to, as well to everybody. Uh, we did a big gig on, what night was it? Fuck, what night was it? Friday night. Yes. Uh, for Temple Street Hospital. Amazing. So Temple Street Hospital did a big gig. Uh, packed out, two weeks sold out beforehand. Uh, it was actually brilliant. One of the best gigs I've done in a very long time. Were you funny? Yeah, you would like to think I got away with it. Uh, but it went very, very well. Okay. went very, very well. Uh, tried out some new stuff. They laughed uh, accordingly. Sometimes you don't know if they're laughing because you're helping fucking kids or because they actually think or you're they funny. they just feel sorry for you? Well, I definitely did. They definitely were laughing too much to know that it was a sympathy laugh. So I, I oh, think okay. I made them laugh to some degree. And then they definitely knew like it was PJ Gallery. They didn't think that you were on some type of make a wish happen type thing. No, they knew that. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, they you know, knew. as in give this lad a laugh. I know. Um, yeah, no, I was I was introduced. I was introduced yeah. formally introduced. Fair so. enough. You obviously didn't bring your trumpet. I did not bring my trumpet. I didn't have a trumpet at that stage. Speaks volumes. Uh, oh, I did have a trumpet at that stage. That's beside the point. But it's funny. Uh, you know, I did the gig and it was all a great crack. And then it starts to dawn on you. Do you know something? I'm the only fucking idiot here not getting paid. It just dawned on me. Oh no, that would make me mad. No, because it happens. I've been doing charity gigs for years. It's never bugged me before. It doesn't bug me now. Uh, but it just suddenly dawned on me that when you do a charity gig, mm. everyone gets paid except for the idiot with the microphone. Like the security get paid, the barman gets paid. And venue, I'm presuming the venue gets something out of it. They get the bar sales, if nothing else, right? Yeah. Uh, then there's the ticket stubs, ticket master. They'll get their cut. Uh, hungry horse. And then there's like, um, you know, everybody else is working there is getting paid. Everyone's getting, except for old talent, fat face over here. You can get a penny. Don't call yourself fat face. Call I did. Yourself cabbage head. I did get a, a couple of slices of pizza, which I didn't eat because I'm sort of super dieting at the minute. Uh, and I got two cans of Diet Coke. But I didn't get a, I, it just suddenly dawned on me. No, I wouldn't want money. Obviously. No, it's not, be, it's not uh, you looking for payment for it. It's the fact that everybody else. I, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, shouldn't we all not be getting paid? For a night like that? Yeah, or would nobody do anything? People wouldn't do it, and I suppose there's this... this <laughs> why do I have to fucking do it then? Because you're the idiot who says yes to charity all the, the time. I'm the guy with the microphone. Yeah. I'm the guy with the microphone. You yeah. get asked to do... And I, I'm guilty of this as well, because I completely like led you down a merry path to come to my local gay club. Um, but you get asked to do a lot of charity Every gigs. day. Every day something comes in. Every day. So you can only really do so much. It's just it's really... Re- you don't want to say no to the, uh, dogs and kids. Can't say no to dogs and kids. There's a new I'd campaign. Say no to the dogs. You're right. That's because you're out of your mind and you're a heartless sociopath that doesn't know how to get anywhere without murder. Uh, do I what can't. you do to get by. <laughs> but there's a new ISPCA campaign coming up. Oh, a spay go aware, on. where a which what? which is in a weird way. A what aware? A spay aware. What's a spay? So it's kind of making sure that your dogs are neutered. So it's a weird. I kind of I feel peculiar about it because it's a good thing. It's a good thing to make sure that dogs can't, you know, unnecessarily reproduce and there's no puppy farms and all this. But at the same time, it's the first time I've been campaigning actively for the harming of animals. Because for them to have their nuts chopped off. Dogs like their balls. Dogs like their balls. I know they do. I've had many dogs with balls in the 80s when it was okay to have balls in your dog. 
and they would curl up in front is of the not, fire. Is it not in vogue to have balls, dogs with balls anymore? No, not anymore. No, it's do actually they do bad manners to now. The, to the girl dogs, they do. Yeah, they spay them as well. Yeah. What do they do to them? I don't know. I think they cut the tube or something. I've had it done so to a couple of dogs. That would be very dogs. intrusive for the girls. Yeah, it's a very easy. It's actually a hysterectomy of some description. I, I don't know. I don't know how they do I mean, it to the girly that's, dogs. That's, well, now, hold on a minute. It's an operation to a girl dog. That's what I'm saying. A lad wakes up and his genitals are fucking gone. That's a bigger shock. Let's be honest. You wake up and your balls are are gone. They're fucking they gone. Remove the, the you balls wake up there's together. A, okay, we're dogs. You have a willy. No, yeah, you have a willy. Yeah. And no balls. No ball. Balls are fucking gone. And are is a male? Is a dog genitalia the same as a male? Excuse my ignorance because the let's same face as a male. It. Yeah. What you, is no. it like a ball and a little willy? No, it's like when the dog goes on the horn, like a lipstick comes over. Do you ever see when the dog goes on the horn? It's like a lip. It's like a, a bit of Mac yeah, lippy. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> it is it's like lippy. Does it have two little, <laughs> have two little balls? Then <laughs> yeah, it's two balls. I'm, I'm afraid you're going. I to just like realised my fly is open. I'm like, what are you doing? Sorry, I, I just, need... I was just kind of fondling myself there and tell you. I was like, I just realised my fly was open. That's all. It wasn't actually. That was just an unfortunate coincidence. Yeah, it was. Hang on, I just interfered with myself. What for happened second, was, you talk about a Mickey. I was talking about balls getting mm. taken off. I wanted to check if mine was yeah. still there, and I realised my fly. I was think open. that's a male thing as well. I've noticed even my my son does that every so often. They just checks. It's like you're okay, or she's not gonna. Oh, I'm just checking. Yeah. Oh, Still you there. have to check. You have to. Is have that to a see male it. thing? It, it is. Yeah, maybe yeah. it comes from dogs because you could go sleep and wake up with no balls. Anyway, back to my question: Does it have a little? Do you have like a dog have a little set of balls and a willy? Yeah, they do, but the balls are further back than a man's balls, oh, okay. and they're so it's sideways. Like... They're sideways. Sideways. Yeah, so they're like you know the way our balls hang down side by side. Yeah, like this. They're kind of are in a line, or generally in a line. Okay. Generally in a line, and then they just hack them off. Are they up? No, or they're are hanging, they just out. hanging out. Hanging out under the hole, just like a man. Again, I don't be that close to dogs to look. Hanging out just like they should be. Back in the 80s, every dog had a big, beautiful brass set of balls hanging off. Nowadays, so then what do they do? Just put them asleep and. I don't know. They hack them off somehow. They just take them off, take them away, put them in the bin. Put them in the bin. See, this is the thing. If you and me were dogs, I'd have the harder end of the stick. You'd have an operation, you'd wake up with a sore belly. You wouldn't really know what happened. I'd have a sore belly, though. Yeah, you wouldn't really know what happened. I'd wake up and my balls were gone. I'd be in, I'd, I'd be in the menopause. I'd, be I'd wake up there. having half flushes be up the walls. Fuck all wrong with you. I'd be sitting there in front of the telly the day after the operation with me sore going, Jesus Christ, that was weird. I'd lift up my leg, curl the head around for a lick of my balls. I'd be ah! The fuck are they? You fucking bastards! You took me balls! That's why dogs kind of go around looking underneath themselves all the time. They're looking for the balls. That's what <laughs> it is. You do it to a fella. A fella. I wonder. You know where you get um, if they cut off an arm or a leg, you get phantom pains. Oh yeah. Do you reckon dogs get phantom pains 100%. in their balls? Well, if you if you've got what what then again again I don't understand the the age things with dogs as well. Don't, it's weird the way they age and stuff. So if you were taking off a dog's balls, when would you take them off? They yeah. Essentially, in their infanthood, they take them off. No, no, you have to wait 10 weeks or 12 weeks or something. You can't just no, hack them off. No, not in the infanthood. A good 10 weeks they're on this earth and then we come along and chop their balls off. <laughs> okay, yeah, I get your point. That's yeah. barbaric. What yeah, you it's not barbaric. It's actually better though. It's better to spay your, your animals, you know. Uh, so you should do it. So I'm heading this campaign. I've got posters. I've got pictures of posters and everything. Have you taken balls off dogs? Uh, no, of oh. me encouraging people to take the balls off dogs. That's what the There's posters are There's something weird about this, isn't there? Yeah, it's not just... I'm, I'm I'm focusing too much on the fucking balls here. It's basically about any animal. So dogs, cats, horses, rabbits. It's about if you got a pet... Make sure it's spayed so there's no unnecessary babies. You so know, you're the ball chopper. I'm, you're essentially breaking the balls of Ireland's pets. How are you turning this you into a bad thing? You are busting PJ Gallagher, ball buster. How are you Literally. Trying? 
And then you, you went and did an ad campaign and shot, like, took pictures. Show me your picture. Well, this is, I was actually quite proud of this until you started yeah. shiting on about it. But I'm uh, sorry, uh, I am merely pointing out the facts of the matter, Your Honour. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of it, to be honest with you. It's a good campaign. It's a good campaign. It helps Tell animals. to the animals losing their balls. Yeah, well, see, they don't know. See, look, there's me and a doggy. Well, I mean, That's this is just cruel, right? It's not because cruel. This is kissing cruel, right? me on the face. Of course he is. He's like, oh, I love you. <laughs> oh, you're a lovely man. <laughs> You're watching my balls? <laughs> no. Yeah, and then he's not going to feel like that the next day. Oh my God, this is like, this is some type, this is, this is abuse. No, they won't think like that. They're dogs. Two days time, they're not sore anymore and then they're flying around, not a bother on them. They're delighted with themselves. It's abusing dogs. It's not. Literally I have another one dogs. with a cat and I have another one with a rabbit. I hate cats. Oh, you can't hate animals. You're out of your mind. Jesus. There he is, abusing the dog. Look I'm not abusing the dog. God almighty. But yeah, Charity, what was I talking about? I was talking about, yeah. I was trying to make a point about Charity. Sorry, it's completely gone. Talking. It's completely gone. You knocked my not confidence. You're not paid. You knocked my confidence. I always knock my confidence. <laughs> That's my job. I have a place. That's what I do. Oh, yeah. And this was the point. Because I was saying, uh, it, you don't get paid, right? Yeah. But then, I got paid in the most unlikely circumstances. So the next day, I went to the gym the Saturday morning because I'm off to drinking on the horn. Uh, so I went to the gym Saturday morning, nine o'clock. T-shirt. Felt like I was winning at life because mm. I'd done something nice the day before. And then I'm in the gym. But it's all for, it's a solo pursuit, if you know what I mean. It's all inside my own head. So I'm sitting down there and I'm having my breakfast in this little place called Chopped underneath the gym. And uh, then I come out and I'm a magician. A fucking magician had left a card on my bike saying, well done last night. Really enjoyed the show. Fair play to you for helping the hospital. Oh, it was pissing rain. I was in the best form ever. And I was just thinking, yeah, so I kind of did get paid. I love in that. a roundabout way, I kind of did get paid. Because you forget, everyone else got a few quid for the night. But you know what I mean? There's, there's a certain sort of niceness. Like, that's somebody, actually genuinely made me smile. Yeah. That really actually has genuinely made me smile. There's a certain sort of niceness of somebody actually giving a fuck that you did Do you know, I something. think when someone does that and they actually just go and say well done or thank you or you know just sometimes if you're just cruising along and you're like I don't know out for a walk or whatever and someone smiles and says hi to you yeah it's just like oh yeah yeah sound sound old horse yeah, they're out there the sound out. so I made it all worthwhile so I know I'll have well, to fair play to, how do you know he was a magician he wrote it. I'll show you the card. He, he wrote it. He left it. It's like a little business card that looked like a playing card and he left it on the bike and inside it, it said all this magic, magic stuff. See? Colm Dawson. So there you are, Colm, if you're still, if you're listening. Colm Dawson is his name. Thanks a million, Colm. I wonder if any good. Of course he's good. He made a thing appear on my motorcycle. Um, well, that's true. But you weren't there to see how he made it appear. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated with um, magicians. Oh, so am I. And get this. I found 50 euro in me fucking underpants the other day. <laughs> now that's magic. Now that was the absolute magicness of things. I found 50. The day I got How me trumpet. How happen? The day I got me fucking. What a day. What a fucking day. The sun came out. It was mm-hmm. sunny out of nowhere. Uh, nice. I, I, I collected a trumpet Friday. and an instruction book for me trumpet. And then I go to, uh, you know, Try on some clothes. I was going to try on some clothes because uh, I've grown out of all my other polo shirts because I'm getting slagged over that too. Uh, went in, get a new one, put it on, took it off. 50 euros sticking out of my top of my trousers. I've no idea where it came from or how I got there. 50 fucking quid. Good karma. Good fucking karma. That never happens to me. Jocks. You know, see, that'll just show how much more money you make than me because most... <laughs> I don't even know if it was my money. 
I don't even know if it was my money. I could have robbed it off someone completely unwittingly. Some poor fuckers going around last Friday going, I have 50 quid, I have no idea. I tried on a top. Oh, I hid it in your man's cacks and now he's gone. He's after fucking off of me. Shazam! Um, but you know when people go, oh yeah, score, I found a tenner or I found, I'm like, if I found a euro in a pocket, to me that's a win. That is a win. <laughs> there is Yay. something nice about it. You know when you this time of year it happens as well. You know you start brushing off the old winter jacket and you get then you put on something lighter, something more summery. You stick the hand in the pocket and you go, "What the fuck? You find a handful of cash that you forgot you ever had." There's something glorious about it. All I used to ever find was just lighters though. Like in my summer stuff it was used because like you'd find that you'd go on holidays and they used to always buy lighters when you'd be on holidays because you'd be locked and couldn't find your lighter. So you come back with all these Portuguese lighter and then a year later you'd be like, "Oh, don't smoke anymore, but Memento of a holiday. Yeah. Memento of a good time. Yeah, exactly. When, when it happened, there's nothing wrong with that. Also, Peaky Blinders is back this week. Remember I, I saw you. I heard uh, a great interview actually with um, Killian Murphy and somebody else from Peaky Blinders on Graham Norton actually. Oh, were they on? Yeah, two weeks ago it's on this podcast. You can listen back. You know something, I was going on about it a couple of weeks ago and I don't know what it is but there's something it's about everywhere. that show. Like, it's just, there's nothing nice going on. And there's no real nice characters in it. There's Nobody's a real redeeming character. Like, everyone in it is a bit of an arsehole. Mm. But it's fucking brilliant. You like like it. it's so, you just get so indulged in it. And I, I love the way, talk about trumpets again. In the first episode back of season three, there's this amazing sort of sequence of events where there's like this, uh, they go to this 1920s, real nice kind of cabaret thing. And you see, it up, oh, it's your man's wedding. It's uh, Killian Murphy's wedding in it. Okay. So upstairs, it's all like, dun, dun, bah, 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 you know, all the oh, yeah, yeah. Nice everyone's jigging and jiving. And then you see the back rooms and you forget that back then they were just as hedonous as they are now. So then you see all the, the prostitutes are doing cocaine and outside lads are shooting each other and beating the living fuck out of each other. And uh, it keeps, but you keep hearing this happy music, you know, from the front of what's going on inside the ballroom. That's brilliant. And it keeps moving from in and out and in and out. And you're just going, this is just incredibly well shot. It's so addictive, such amazing TV. I have to actually watch it. I'm oh, just getting involved. God, give it a look the first series is okay the second series is amazing and the third series so far one episode in it's blowing my mind that's what they were saying the first series kind of went under the radar but then with the second series but that was the whole plan it was it was kind of build the foundation it wasn't supposed to be really explosive as such the first series which is a risky game to play because they can get like that's it you can get shut down yeah because people got seen it didn't like it whoever it was they kind of went no and now he was like it's completely reaping the rewards (sighs) because it's Every every person I hear talking about it is talking about Peaky Blinders. I'm and just the like, style and everything and Killian Murphy. Is it a great Gatsby kind of style? That sort uh, of yeah. era. But it's not that like style because it's set flappers, in Birmingham. dresses. Okay. So it's like a more it's working class. But n- yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's like you, it's lads. Basically, they were lads sent to the war in 1916. They fought in France. They come back. They become gangsters. But they've still got that military ideal mm-hmm. of like looking your best. Yeah. You know, uh, so against dapper. adversity. Yeah. That's what, so they're dapper lads who will fucking cut your throat for just for the crack. And wash their hands out. And wash their and stop for a happy meal on the way home. And I'm sure there was no McDonald's. But the equivalent of the nineteen twenties. Whatever you do for a happy meal in the nineteen twenties, then what I'm kind of fuckers. It's absolutely brilliant. I'm so into it. So into it. I will look into it. I will definitely look into it. Whereas I think Game of Thrones has kind of gone the other way. Game of Thrones was like the most amazing, most addictive, uh, deadly piece of telly ever. Uh, I don't know what fucking eight series in or something now. And uh, then I watched it. And the first one, yeah, it was all right. The second one was deadly. And then I watched the third se- episode. And I don't know. It's missing something. It's missing something that was in the other ones. Mm-hmm. It's like they're sort of, not that they're running out of ideas, but it's kind of like I just feel like I've seen it before. Sometimes you know? they become dated, don't they? 
Yeah, but Game of Thrones being jaded sounds ridiculous. Kind of sounds like uh, no, I know that, but like, I feel I, like saying Usain Bolt is, is an all right runner, or um, <laughs> you know Muhammad Ali, he was a fair enough boxer. You know, it kind of feels weird to the say contradiction in terms. Yeah, it sounds fucking ridiculous to say Game of Thrones isn't the fuck isn't amazing. You know, but there yeah, you go. Well, maybe that's it. Speaking of television, um, I got to interview the exec producer of Red Rock. So I've talked about this before. It's an Irish soap. Oh, you're addicted. That I'm addicted to it. To it's it. your most favorite thing. Uh, like I love it. And anybody who follows me on Twitter at season four FM will know on a Wednesday and a Thursday. That's it for half an hour. I'm just completely consumed. Um, but I got to interview him and then a guy called Chris Newman who plays Detective Rory O'Connor in it as well. And I, for a second, when they, because they know, like Gareth Phillips, who's the exec producer, retweets my tweets and stuff. So he knows I'm just a lunatic. Super fan, like, he yeah. knows I'm a spa. There's no point in even trying to pretend I'm in any way cool. <laughs> so they came in for an interview and I, I just had to just be like, look, there's no point in me trying to play cool here because I'm not, and usually I'm quite good at containing the crazy, but today it went completely out. I can I just say, normally people come in into you for an interview or whatever you, they come in they sit down they're here for I don't know how long would they be normally? 20 minutes max 20 minutes, in an minutes. Hour, like you had these fuckers here hour. for like an hour they were in for ages no and like they were I essentially held them hostage I was laughing my ass off out there I was looking in going how what in the name of jumping Jesus is she asking oh these people oh my god people? PJ like I'm, I'm kind of now you know the way sometimes <laughs> like if you get drunk and then you do those things and then I'm kind of having like fangirl fear because <laughs> I like literally just sat there asking him so many questions and I was like and then what about this and then he like he said that he's he's finishing up on Red Rock and I, I genuinely was upset I was like what who's <laughs> taking over and what is he going to do with these characters like I got I, you're going to go misery oh, on him lock yeah, him up in I'm your basement I'm going to go Kathy Bates and just like start knocking his his uh, his ankles oh <laughs> so now I'm just like I made I'm just a bit embarrassed because I don't get anybody I meet I don't get in any way fanny at all I'm just yeah like, you don't give whatever shit. like but I just love the show so much so then I asked him could I have a part and he, he gave like a really politically nice he's like oh yeah well let the new writers know that and I'm like I can play you know Autopsy Girl 1 and then uh, Chris Newman who plays Detective O'Connor was like it's actually quite hard to play dead he was like because you have to like freeze your whole body for that shot like and you can't you can't even look like you're breathing that sounds so he like, was uh, like that sounds a bit like yes it is quite hard to play dead <laughs> stop fucking breathing for an, a second I am an IFTA award winning actor um, but yeah so then I was like look I'm available for it. and then I, I just I'm, I'm now still starting to get fearsy about it I'm just like the good thing is you now have to listen back to everything you said I know that's to those the worst people bit for I your own so you can edit the interview FM, yeah. <laughs> which is making me really fearsy yeah who cares you're a fan you met people that you're into it's, no big it's deal. not even them it's just a show in general I'm just into it so I'm kind of embarrassed about myself now so. I don't think you should be embarrassed I, I think kept them here for an hour like I essentially kept them against their will you did keep them here a long time it was essentially a, a very a sort of jovial kidnap wasn't it? Yeah. It was. It was it a was. jovial kidnap. I mean, I gave in in the end after an hour and I actually went, I, sp- I suppose I should probably let you go and the two of them like jumped. They were like, okay. <laughs> Absolutely batshit crazy. I just hit the street and went, Jesus fucking Christ, what did she want to know that for? But like, they're probably like, oh, that girl doesn't shut up. She's like, she is properly into the show, right? They're just she's like, she's mental. They probably think I'm on a scheme. Oh, no, it's kind of nice. It's oh, kind of nice. They saw it that way. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, what I have you got so. for me this week other than me making an absolute show of myself? What have I got for you this week? Oh, yeah. Just, like, uh, oh, I'm going to give out a little bit. Go on. Do you know the way some art, Fucking arts, man. Arts. I, I honestly starting to think that if you call yourself an artist, you just, you're, you've just shortened the word arsehole. 
Yeah, it's getting to the point where you can just off. Oh, this is the hooded cape thing again. No, this is worse than the worse. hooded cape affair. This is actually worse. John Malkovich is making a film for Cannes. Have you seen this? No. John Malkovich, right? Great mm-hmm. actor. He's a great actor. Why can't he just be a fucking great actor? Why can't he just act and make movies and stop trying to be something that's like? Let's be honest, right? You're a fucking puppet. You're a director's puppet. That's what you're doing. You're, you're going to learn the lines. I hope none of the cast of Red Rock are listening to learn this. Learn the lines. Avoid the furniture. You know, turn on the wall that works. Oh, says he now because he's been in one feature film. He's all like... I'm in a film that hasn't even come out yet. And I'm, yeah, and let me say, any fucker could have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the run of myself. But they're, they're doing this. Oh, and now he's making this movie, okay? But nobody's allowed to see it. You're never, no one's allowed to see it. Ever? No one's allowed to see it for 100 years. So it's going into a special safe to be locked in cans or can or whatever the fuck the French call that place. It's going into a special safe. The movie's going in there and it's not allowed to be touched for 100 years. Exactly how spectacular does he deem this movie that he no, thinks is going to come No, because he'll be dead out? and then the critics can never catch up with him. So if that's so, it's just about avoiding critics. If Maybe. that's what it, uh, like, I, I, I mean, that's just pure speculation on I'm my behalf. Thinking he's doing, he's pulling the arty fast one. He's doing the arty fast one. The best movie in the world is in that box, and it'll be seen in a hundred years, knowing that we'll all be long dead. Of course, in a hundred years, they probably won't even have a DVD player. Like you know, they, they probably won't. What does one have to do with with this? They'll open it up and go, John Malkowak. What's his name? Who is John Malkowak? They won't care. What they won't care. Oh. Just show us the movie. If you're that proud of it, you think it's that good. If you think it's worthy of lasting a century, then just show us the fucking movie. Wouldn't you love to for the crack though in a year's time? Like show the safe open and the DVD like sitting there with popcorn going, sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> like FYI, shite. No one's gonna, no one's gonna sit there at any movie and say it was like a hundred years deadly. If no one else has seen, you got to build up a deadliness to a movie. You got to build up a deadliness. Like Jaws came out nineteen seventy five, made on a shoestring, not up to much. Nobody thought the shark looked a bit rubbery. Even mm-hmm. Spielberg had mm-hmm. to hide it and put the mm-hmm. extra music on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that. Even the soundtrack uh, was in total accident. Mm-hmm. The guy was sitting there. Couldn't come up with anything scary enough and then he just goes Dirt, and just goes whoa I think I got it. Oh, everything about it was a total and utter accident and that's how it becomes a classic. Then a hundred years later we'll still be going that movie about that shark. Jesus that was amazing. And it is funny though because you do look at it and go it, the shark is now so plastic but if you think about when you watched it when you were younger the fear Shit <laughs> about yeah. the fear, like yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, I remember being afraid to tell Pooh in case he bite me on the nether. You're all right. I was right. I mean, he wouldn't have made it through the tubes because he was that big. But you know, yeah, I just think it's a cop out. Imagine me telling you now. Uh, oh, I've come nonsense. up with a joke. I've come up with a joke, but I'm okay. writing it down. Uh, I'll put it in up, up the bank there, and uh, I'm not going to let anyone know it for a hundred years. Yeah. What joke is going to be funny enough to last hundred years? I think no it's just joke. a cop out, though. It is a cop out. Do you know? It is. It's like, but it's like you know when you're in school and uh, if you told a lie like about it and you'd be like, oh yeah, my cousin's uh, cousin has that. They're like, <laughs> where? Yeah, for, oh, no, I can't. They live in uh, Australia, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I can't get it. That's what it is. Like, it's just nonsense. I know. Do you know what else is doing me head in this week? I'm Go in a cranky mood. I'm on oh, a cranky okay. mood again. I haven't been for quite a long time. Uh, you know what I was... I saw a picture on the internet and it just gave me the biggest nostalgia bang of all time. I put it up on my Instagram during the week. You're banging with yourself, but go on. Yeah, I'm all, well, if it's not the horn, it's the bang. Uh, but it's the, this gotta kid do gotta do. and he's got a helmet on, he's sitting on his BMX and he's got a scarred face. His face is all smashed up from where he had a bit of a slide in the gravel. He's got a plaster stuck somewhere in the middle of this gravel grash and he's out on his bike still doing his thing, having the crack. And it just reminded me, where in the name of shit are all those kids gone? 
Where are all those kids gone? Those kids aren't around anymore. Do you know what's salt? You know what I think is the most pathetic fucking things I've ever seen? You know when you go into the park? <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. And there's a daddy and two other kids and they're like a fucking duck family going along on bikes and they all have helmets that make them look like mushrooms and like elbow big pads elbow pads. pads and they got like some luminous jacket like you're in the fucking park like you're Danger in the park everywhere and they're following each other and it's like you know normally they have Irish names so it's like they're kind of having schnockta uktarosta keep up uktarosta schnockta keep up Keep up with Daddy now. Keep up with Daddy. It's very dangerous. Don't go out on the road. God forbid you'd enjoy yourself in a public place, Ukrocha. Schnockta, kid your brother. Grab your brother, Schnockta. You know this fucking bollocks. And they're all like 10 feet away from each other. You know, a dog is like the opposite end of a football field. It's like, don't be looking at the dog, Schnockta. The dog might bite you in the neck and kill you. It's like this training your kids to be fucking... Where letters like got left at home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Leteros isn't even loud. Leteros has Leteros has a very bad dose of the rash across his fucking hands or some shit. It's like, would you fucking Allergies. stop? Right at the end of that park where you see these people, there's a fucking BMX jumping site and you want to see there's people in there throwing themselves into bushes, throwing themselves through the air. Purposely breaking bones. And having the crack. That's the problem. Nowadays, someone breaks an arm, breaks a leg and it's considered a serious injury. You get a punch in the face nowadays. People think it's the end of the fucking world. It's not a big deal. It's just six weeks off school. Like, uh, I don't, you don't even get, like I do remember being younger planning things like that. I was like, me and my pal would be like, wouldn't deadly to break your leg because you'd, you'd be off school for yeah because well, the school wouldn't take you or else you had to go to the sick room at lunchtime so and you got like someone carried your bag like you were essentially a celebrity I know it was amazing people signed your cast yeah. you came in with all, you'd have two arms in a cast or a leg in a cast everybody wants that happens anymore no of course you get like a day or a half day off to go and get your cast on in a colour that you can't write on and then you're gone back to school. It is pointless to get injured as a child. Although in fairness, every kid now is missing out on what most, well, I can only talk about 80s kids have and that is most of us have a mark on our forehead from going over the handlebars. I have two. Yeah, exactly. And you should have, have marks, marks on your on head. Forehead, and I've one there from my, you know the doors in school that flap back and forward? Yeah. It's one of the, I was running and one of the girls let it go and knock me out and cut over my eye. <laughs> Good. I'm fucking glad to hear it. I didn't even get a stitch actually. He was like, yeah. we can't stitch I'm it. I'm fucking fine. glad to hear I remember days you break your arm on a Gaelic football field and they just run your head under the tap. Like it was just <laughs> running under the tap. He'd be grand, run him under the tap. Got sending you back out with a, a broken pet. fucking rib. And nobody gave a shit. It's just, I can't get my head around. Kids are so sorry. You know something? You get your, if you get through your childhood without breaking bones, without having a scar on your head, or your face, or your back, or your arse, you've wasted your childhood. If I you think get they your, now all will not have any scars if you think about it because everything is so, they're so protected. Like I have... It's such a fucking waste. Oh, you know when you get saying, older, it's such a fucking waste. It's like if you get to your coffin and they look at your body and your corpse looks fucking great. You wasted your life. Not your body should be fucked. It should be covered in fucking tattoos and operation scars from unnecessary injuries and it should be 
covered in fucking STDs up your hole and it should be covered no in fucking or I don't know drug burns on your lips I don't know what it should but there should be something fucking wrong because if you go with it's that wrong then you did something right do you, know you never do that though that thing of like because uh, um, Joey and I when we're sitting doing this like, we weren't going out with each other that long but sitting I was like this is where my brother had an engine out the back garden and yeah. the, 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 yeah. I had 11 stitches in my thing this is where I fell exactly. in the playground and to get whatever stitches this exactly. is where, do you know one of my best ones was uh, you, do you remember years and years ago when it was only one kind of like um, TV ads you know for like products came online <laughs> and me and my friend Neve were camping out the back garden because you weren't like there was nowhere to go and camp in Dublin like so we were just camping out the back garden and uh, we were left unattended like we were completely I have no idea where there was no parents in the house I, like I, genuinely we were unattended right but this at is the time this fucking product of a good show this is a this is the time where they there was a new knife like a something devil was on the market right so my mum like loved a gadget anyway she got it so there's an ad and a cut through a can yeah cut through so cut through a, a savage can. Like dangerous Mr. thing True, right? <laughs> so I'm telling Eve, I was like, have you seen this knife? So I got an orange and I went, look. So not only did it go through the orange, it went through my finger and literally I'm left at the far side with like blood everywhere and a finger hanging off because it's gone Jesus. through the finger. So I'm kind of holding it going. And like our thing wasn't the fact that I chopped my finger off. It was just more like, oh fuck, we use the knife and we're going to get in trouble for that. Like for a moment we contemplated covering it, but there was no, because I was going through, <laughs> so there was a puddle of blood. So we had to cut, like there was, again, I reiterate, no parents. Like we were 10, 12. Yeah. Actually, we were, that's probably a stretch at how old we were. We old took enough. over. Her older brother, who was probably 16 at the time, brought me down the road to the local doctor who went, Where's your dad? Oh, where's your mum? She's gone to, she's gone on the ferry to fucking Hollyhead <laughs> for the day. So he he was like, if your mum or your dad isn't back in the next half an hour, you need to go to Crumlin Children's Hospital because you need to get stitched and Check you're bleeding. As a ten year old. He was like, come back and get me. I'll br-. like it was kind of anyway, someone found my dad at the shops. Because he was on mobile bus and sent word back up and out way down to Crumlin Hospital I got and I got stitched up and got done. But like Kids, that shit won't happen, really, no. unless you're a troublesome child now. Yeah. And I wasn't a troublesome child. Oh, they take your kids off, you know. That's yeah. the thing. They take your kids off. You. She was playing with a kitchen devil. Yeah, you get some do-gooder comes around and goes, this child was left unattended around a fork. <laughs> it's absolutely disgraceful. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It drives me up the fucking wall. But you need to be able to do that. You have to... Put your, you have to be able to take this. I have a lot of, like, I think most kids of our generation have, I'm sure people listening will be like, will have the same, they'll have all the scars of, but I can tell you exactly each one of them. Oh, same here. Well, and like, I'm full you're of the them. same, and you'd like gone off bikes and, yeah. you know. I snuck off on my bike one day uh, to go down to the park to do the jump ramps thing. The, a go. place called the Chuckies in St. Dan's. I went down, and there was a big set of doubles, they called it. So you basically go up one ramp and land on the other, there's a big hole in the middle. And I tried to jump over with my hands in the air. Right, so I was flying through the air with my hands on the air, and uh, I so, so somehow managed to stay on the bike, and then it didn't quite make Your it over. Arms tightening, yeah, and it didn't quite make it over the second hill. Okay, so I went to grab the handlebars, and just as the bike landed to a dead stop, I got my hands in the handlebars, and both my thumbs popped out, so I'm, and I was looking at my hands like that, going. I had to cycle back to Marino from Rahini with me thumbs pointing upwards. Fucking upwards. Like that. Fucking up. And, I, and Mom. I, So I go into my man, I shower my hand, and it looks like my hands have grown little horns. Like, I don't have thumbs anymore. I've got little broken fucking horns on my hands, right? And I'm just going... 
<laughs> and my ma sees straight away that I've got horns in my hands and she doesn't know what to do. So she just freaks out and of course then gets angry at me like, what did you do? What did you do? Uh, so we end up going to the hospital and all and even then the doctors were harder on us. Do you know that way? Yeah. You go to the doctor and now I suppose they'd knock you out, give you an operation or something. So he just get, he goes, grabs me by one hand and he goes, clip and just oh. clipped it straight back in. And I was like, ah! So the worst part is I know it's going to happen on the other the side. One, yeah. So he goes to me, we're not going to do that on the other side, right? He just takes my hand in his, in his hand and then he says, um, so tell me what's your, and just before I could even answer, he went bang and I went in again. I was like, ah! But I couldn't use my hands uh, or my thumbs for realistically uh, in any way at all for two weeks afterwards. Do you know how hard it is to live without thumbs? <laughs> Have you ever tried to live without thumbs? No. It's fucking impossible. Tickle everything. Wiping your bottom, eating your food without thumbs. I became a very adept at using the palm of my hand for, for all kinds of shit. It was, it, it, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Not having a thumb is a, it's a curse. It's an absolute curse. The hardest life I ever had was two weeks without thumbs as That's a child. That's bizarre though. Uh, there's this thing in the paper th- this week as well. I want to tell you about this because this is just is one of the most I don't know if I even think it's ridiculous. Fuck it, I don't even know if this is going to make the podcast but this is, is sort of bullshit. The Examiner had this thing uh, in, in it this week. 18 great reasons for you to enjoy your middle ages, right? So now maybe officially being middle-aged, 41. I'm actually past... It's middle-aged, it's more old. No, actually it's bang on middle-aged, smarty pants. Yeah, it's bang on. Because the average Irish man's expected to live to... Oh, you're right, I'm a little past it. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little past it. Uh, By a year. By a year I'm over it. It's old, old, old. So now they're trying to cheer me up as if I wasn't in a fucking good mood anyway. Right. You read this shit, it brings you down. I I love the way we now read... You know, lists like here's how to be happy, here's how to be sad, here's how to have a poo. But you mean on the podcast? No, no, just in general, like in life. And I, I'm the, I'm the idiot who reads them. Go on. I know you're right. I probably shouldn't even read this shit. Should I? Should I? I like the examiner. I think the examiner is like the the best paper in the country. But then I read this. But you're brainier than your kids. You say. Yeah, right. No. Yeah, fucking right. You want something done? You want to know what's actually happening. You want your finger on the pulse. You ask a young person. Yeah. Do you know what happens to men? I'm telling you, men, I can't speak for women. I don't know anything about women. I True. don't. I never did. <gasps> All I know is I like them. Uh, <laughs> but, I like being with them. I but, like being in them. I like uh, yeah, being around them. them eating with, with them. Anything. Drinking with them. Chatting to them. Sniffing oh, their hair. All of that. Yeah, sniffing anything that they'll let me. Uh, but, I just, but when it comes to it, that's the, you're brainier than your kids. It's fucking bullshit. Middle-aged white men don't know shit about anything because you get to the stage where you actually are so sure you know everything that you actually don't know fucking anything anymore. Just dislodged lunatics. You never lost it, they say, is number two. Yeah, right. I lost most shit. Uh, it's never too late to lose it. Yeah, well, then what the fuck does the third one mean? Or the second one mean? Uh, the o- they say the older... Music and performance will keep you young, especially in terms of grey matter. So they say that... Um, the older the fiddle, the better, you're, the more artistic you get. Fella, so the they say, the think tune. Bruce Springsteen, Paul McCartney, Mick Jagger and Mark Knopfler, right? They say, those people. See, proves mm. that then you can. it's never too late. Let me just remind you, all those fuckers started when they were 12. Mm. 12. So that's a load of bollocks. Apparently, grey hair can be traumatic for men, but it makes us look sexier. What do you reckon? Horseshit. Horseshit. Uh, uh, I mean, you can dress it up whichever way you want to make us feel better about it. But... <laughs> it says you're not a technophobe. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a phobe. But a lot of shit. You know, men my age or women my age, you get a remote control. You can't even go one, two, three, four anymore. It's like Since one, your 12, two. Yeah, that shit. What? A, everything about this is wrong. You don't need to worry about peer pressure. Are you fucking joking? I'm at the one stage in my life where I need to start 
taking on board peer pressure. I mean, there's a time in your life where you shouldn't listen to your friends. Then you get to my age, you need to start listening to fucking people. It's the time you start going, if I don't listen to these people, I'm going to die. I mean, if I have a bag of chips in this, behind this medics now, I'd be bald before midnight. I need to talk to people who fucking have a positive influence on me and my life. Like Steve Doody. Like Steve Doody. Like all those people, yeah. Uh, what about you, you don't have to live with your parents. That's because they're fucking dead. There's no joy in that. Sorry, I dropped your trumpet you on the floor. Trumpet. <laughs> and it says you can be rude to young people and get away with it. No. And now the list goes on and on, but being rude is just shitty. I don't like people being rude. And you know what? And that's the thing as well. I, I, old people who are rude piss me off more than anyone, right? Because I actually said yeah, this to... Because they fucking know. <laughs> yeah. I said this to Joey last week. <laughs> it was an, an elderly woman come towards me, so obviously I stepped back and held the door for her. She just cruised by. She just cruised by. She didn't say, thank you, little young lady. Or actually just, it was just like, now, in fairness, she's established her way in life and more power to her. But I just, I dislike people, whether you're young, older, indifferent. If you don't say thank you, you piss me off. And oh, that's the, the simplest thing in the world that makes all the difference in the world. Can't be coping with people who don't say thank you. Pisses <laughs> me off. I know. Sometimes, like I said earlier on, all you need is a, le- a note in your motorbike and cheer you up. This is it. Do you have a hero of the week? Uh, no, did you, did you just tell me to be quiet? No. What happened there? I said, this is it. Oh, I thought you were oh, going... Oh, she thought I was going, shh. Yeah, I thought you were going, shh. No, I actually rubbed my finger along my lip because uh, I kind of cut it. And <laughs> I it was, thought you were looking felt... at me going, shh. No, I, my lip stung for a second and I went, oh, I think I've cut my lip. So I was running. <laughs> There's a breakdown of communication. Yeah, sorry uh, Hero that. of the week. Hero of the week. I don't... I didn't pick a hero of the week this week. I didn't pick a well, hero. Well, I didn't of the week. have one last week, so I'll bring my hero of the week uh, this week. So my hero of the week uh, this week is a Dublin footballer called Kevin McManaman. Oh, go on, um, Kev. Yeah. So he plays Dublin, and he's a friend of my husband's, and uh, I know him quite well, or whatever. But last Friday night, uh, he did a very the very first night uh, called Warriors of Light, um, and he did it to raise money for aware. But basically, there's so much kind of stigmatism um, about mental health issues and they come in all different forms, shapes and sizes. Yeah, um, So it's not just about suicide awareness. Uh, it's not just about depression awareness. It's just every last level of it. So he had uh, in the Fumbly Cafe last Friday night, uh, it's just a cafe, and he invited a couple of people to come and read some poems and to tell some stories. And no one really spoke for more than 10 minutes or so. And Roisin O, oh, who's an incredible artist, she was there. And Danny from the Coronas uh, and Cry Monster Cry performed. So he had a lovely couple of uh, musical performers. He's an incredible uh, Dublin poet, got up and read the most amazing I must actually put it up on, on my Twitter account. Amazing poem about Dublin. And then just a couple of people got up um, and they, they spoke. Oh my God. Is this guy called Stephen... Yes. Stephen Dublin, Stephen J. Du- yes. Oh my God. I have Amazing. a new hero of the week. I'll wait till you're finished yeah. though. So him. So um, so anyway, these people just all got up. And do you know what? It's just so, it's it's one of those things that it, depression, self-harm, suicide, feeling down, feeling alone. All they, they just come in so many different animals. They come in so many different ways and they affect everybody so differently. And these people just got up and they spoke about their story. And I just think they're the most amazing people in the world. Um, and this one night was just something so beautiful and so special. And it's just, it was Kev's brainchild and it's Warriors of Light. And you know what? It's not even about this whole bigger picture of depression and suicide. It's actually just saying to someone, and you don't even need to tell them the right words, it's just saying to someone, are you okay? And just listening to them. Yeah, I know. That's all it is. It, like, it's so important, but... I like this what I like about this one is because there's a oh, I'm going to say something probably controversial there's a lot of focus now on 
anxiety and depression mm. and all that and just you know just say to someone things are going to be okay but then they never give you the option it's like who who do you fucking tell you don't all have friends or colleagues you yeah. can turn around and say this shit to so when you're someone like that where there's people there that you can actually just approach and say I'm fucked up yeah. that's important that's what makes that different because well, one thing that happens in Ireland is you get depressed you get suicidal maybe you hear voices you get fucking ill you turn around to someone and say I'm not okay you've made yourself got to that point and there's literally nothing anyone can do for yeah. you and that's the fucking real and problem this, and this is it so it's just it's to just to ask people to just be aware to listen just listen you don't have the words that are necessarily going to make this okay you don't necessarily have the words to stop it but just listen to them and that's what this night was all about it was just creating that awareness and I just think it's something it's a message that really isn't out there as much it's, we talk about the bigger pictures of suicide we talk about the bigger pictures of depression but the grassroots of it are listening to someone and that night everybody wrote on a postcard and they wrote a goal and in six weeks time Kev you wrote your name and address on it and you wrote your goal and in six weeks time Kev is going to post all of those things out in six weeks and it's not about fucking moving a mountain it's literally about just something personal of a goal in life and there's going to be another one but 100% uh, to him and to Swainer who organised it it's so different it's so out of the ordinary and it was the most incredible night so Kev Mack 100% is my hero of the week this week and just anybody just please just listen that's all I ask yeah big time big time sorry that's to bring it. the no, tone down but there you, you didn't go. bring the tone down that's a brilliant thing for a footballer to do that's an amazing <clears throat> yeah. way to use your influence like, and, that, that's and that's the proper it way. He, he, like, he's, he's using his powers for good <laughs> yeah he is though yeah and there was there was amazing people who got up and spoke and there were some very harrowing stories um, but amazing nonetheless so there you go so you need to come to the next one I will go to the next one I'm Stephen James Smith that's him that is the name of that yeah. poet that's yeah. his he's name he's incredible this, that poem about Dublin blow your mind now I'm going to say I'm going to I have picked a hero of the week because I saw this same guy this week no way this same week because there was a band oh man this is definitely Cry Monster Cry or no Black Band Folk okay they're called Black Band Folk and they do this gig I asked to go to this gig I says yeah I'll go I'll hang around and I got told it was uh, it was one of those things that I immediately got sorry I was involved in because I said yeah I'll go to the gig yeah grand and I walked in I presumed because I'm a comedian gig is about an hour long right Mm. so you get I got in we got there just about half nine I said what time does the gig finish and someone says half hour 11. Was there half 11? I'm fucking 41 years old. Half 11? I'm not even drunk. I can't fucking sit through a gig for half 11 sober. You in your mind. You in your fucking mind. And they were giving me that reaction, just laughing at me. Says, honestly, I promise you're going to enjoy this, right? I'm not. And I was like, yeah, exactly like that. I was, no, I fucking won't. And I'm, I'm gonna... not wearing a cape. Yeah, I was sitting at the half 11. Fuck's sake. Having to be quiet for two fucking oh, hours. Brilliant. Uh, and then the show starts. And it starts with this guy. This guy, Stephen, gets up to power. Uh, Steve, what did they say his name was? Stephen... Right, J. Ryan. Stephen James Smith. James Smith. And he gets up and he does these poems. And it was unbelievable. Right now, if ever... If you told me to go and see a poet live, I would say you're out of your mind, right? Yeah. I would never go and see a poet live. This guy is fantastic, right? And then the band gets up and it's it's not a gig. This is what I thought it was a gig. It's not a gig. It's a show. So it's the entire story of the 1916 Rising in music. Amazing. And it's it takes every perspective. The kids' perspective, the women's perspective, the perspective of Irish men who fought in the Somme when the Rising was going on. Every single perspective is taken in and then the poet guy, he comes back on, James, Stephen James Smith, he does that Dublin poem right at the very end, right at the very end and <laughs> blew the place apart. So Heroes of the Week, everyone involved in that show. Yeah. Uh, Stephen James Smith and Black Band Folk. It was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Absolutely well, amazing. But, uh, they didn't quite I, raise any awareness of suicide or anything like that. But they, no, but still... And one of the guys in the band, his uh, great uncle was killed 
uh, by the British in Kilmainham Jail and he wrote he had the letter he read his last oh they were letter, all sent, words. had their last letters it was amazing yeah. absolutely amazing love show. that um, animal facts animal facts animal facts I got those animal facts animal facts oh can you play animal facts I got those animal Facts. No, unfortunately, okay. I have no way of playing um, that. Thank you so much to Gareth Hopkins. Oh, you were just gonna, I was just going to say it. Gareth Hopkins, right. you fucking legend. Right. These are the best animal facts that have ever come in to the Dublin podcast. Uh, I'll do the first one. <laughs> you can yeah. do the second one, right? Yeah, go So on. animals one. The howler monkey is the loudest land animal. Its call can be heard from three miles away. What a fucking deadly monkey, right? Now, that's a great animal fact. When you think about it, a howler monkey three miles away, that's nearly good as that Toby. Has a tail. The wanking chimp. Remember Toby? We were yeah, talking about him last yeah. week. Uh, now, it gets better. It yeah. gets better. The water boatman, whatever he is, can make a 105 decibel noise by rubbing his mickey against his belly. Yeah. Yeah, by rubbing it 105 decibels. Now, let's bear in mind, the human ear can only hear from 20 hertz to 20 megahertz. This fucking fella rubs his mickey across his belly. 105 decibels. I don't know what sort of animal this is. I don't know yeah, what, what sort kind of, of animal is creature it? a water boat man is. I don't know if it's a dog, a cat, a fish, a chicken, an eagle. I don't know if it lives in the sea or lives in the river. But whatever he is, if he has a mickey that can make a sound like that, I salute him and I salute him hard with my trumpet. What that's an amazing a, one. That's a really good one. Um, these are so good, by the way. And then he says, I like to see what he writes then at the end. Oh, and then he says, yeah, in all honesty, though, my wife makes a similar noise when I rub me mickey on the court and says, <laughs> <laughs> so good uh, right and then the last one these these are brilliant this week um, and then the last one is and finally sea cucumbers will spit out some of their internal organs via their anus as a defence mechanism isn't that amazing so they literally shit their organs to be like go away yeah so like say you need a, you know you get appendicitis so the appendix you don't need it anymore it's uh, completely inoperable it's just hanging around inside you like you know making you poisoned sea cucumbers Cucumber just goes, ah, no need for surgery, and he just takes a poop and it's gone. What an amazing animal! Yeah, but amazing it's like then if anybody's going to attack him, he's like, here's a liver in your face, <laughs> kidney. <laughs> I hope you like cucumber kidney, motherfucker. And what is a sea cucumber? I don't know. I don't know what either of these, these animals are. These are amazing. Are, and the fact that Gareth he doesn't know what the animals are that makes it even better. But anyway, there's your animal facts for this week. They are absolutely. Uh, keep your emails coming, abusive or otherwise, uh, to Dublin. Well, listen, do you know what I, know, I mean? I know. Okay, it takes all sorts. Uh, Dublin Podcast at gmail.com, at PJ Gallagher, um, or at Suzanne4FM. And then my Snapchat. So I said this last week. I've snapped a good bit right the way through um, today's podcast, and I do it. So we usually record on a Tuesday, um, somewhere between kind of 11 or half 11-ish, but you can watch... (laughs) You can watch the Snapchat. Uh, Suzanne FM is my Snapchat. And PJ's catchy Snapchat is... Garden Hero. So Garden Hero um, on Snapchat. There you go. So you can can see some of our stuff now. Um, Is that us? That is for us. episode two, oh Jesus. <laughs> episode twenty nine. Right, what's it? What? Hey, I nearly have it. Right, go again. Try again. I nearly have it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, uh, right. Well, 
well, that's, nearly a, have that's episode 29 don't forget to subscribe um, and tell Talk a friend yeah tell everybody and uh, don't forget to rate and press the star buttons and all and uh, if you don't I'll call around to your house and play the trumpet oh and by the way what's the you with the socks oh yeah they're um... alright <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking socks talk about getting in over your head Oh yeah, says he with a trumpet.